1: Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 6:30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30 Chad.
2: All right, so, yeah, speaking of the uh, next Elks game, so they are on a bye. There will be the Elks this week with Morley Scott coming up between 7.30 and 8. The Elks will next play at BC on Saturday, August 6th. Countdown to kickoff at 6.30. Game at uh, 8 here on 6.30, Ched. And that was the site of the Elks suffering that uh, awful defeat back at the uh, first game of the season. So we'll see if they can do a little better when they go there. And what are we, 12 days away? Okay, so uh, as I said, it's a slower time of year in the hockey world, but there is still hockey news uh, that includes a major announcement this afternoon by your Edmonton Oil Kings, the WHL champions, Now, last week, Brad Lauer left as head coach to join the Winnipeg Jets coaching staff. So Luke Pierce takes over as the team's new head coach after being an assistant since 1819. And Luke checks in now. Luke, you're on with Reed. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, Reed. How are you today?
2: I'm doing very well. Congratulations on the job. I know you were on my show a couple of times in the past few years, so you're going to be on a lot more in the seasons to come as the head coach. Uh, but tell us a little bit about how this, uh, I mean, obviously you've been on the staff and part of a lot of success, so yeah, you're feeling today taken over as the head coach.
1: Yeah, no question. It's been, uh, I think, something that's always maybe been – in the back of my mind, that there would be an opportunity here, uh, especially seeing the success that, that Brad was having and, and us as a staff. And, um, but like I said earlier today, I, when it when it finally happens, it's you know you think you're prepared for it, but it's just uh, it's overwhelming right now, and and so thrilled and excited, and you know honored to to carry on this uh, legacy and tradition here um, with my family in Edmonton. Yeah,
2: I mean you have been a head coach before, so so you know what that's like. But tell us about working with Brad the last few years. What are some things that you really take away from your time with
1: Brad? Well, first and foremost, I think it it speaks to Brad as a person and as a coach that that I'm given this opportunity to to take over. I think that's what you know really uh, is the true testament of character is when you you know when you leave somebody else in charge that's fully prepared and ready to go that's he's done that for me and um i learned a tremendous amount from him uh you know it was my first opportunity to be an assistant coach and uh, you know no better guy to learn from than a guy that had done it at every level and um you know it doesn't matter if that's relationships with players, uh, system and style of play, to interacting with staff, and, and there's just so many little things that throughout those, the time that uh, I got to watch and, and soak in, and I feel very fortunate to, not just to have him as a mentor, but, but also as a friend. I and mean, we shared a lot together, and obviously, you win a championship together, that's something that uh, we'll always share and, and look forward to, you know, continuing to lean on him uh, on his next journey.
2: All right, and you mentioned the championship. So the Oil Kings won the WHL. You got to go the Memorial Cup. I know you guys would have loved to have a longer stay there, but still an incredible season. It, you know, now, uh, I guess, what, every five, six weeks removed from the the final game, how do you sort of digest everything and I was going to say over the last year, but I almost feel like the last three years need to be lumped together because you guys had to go through a couple pandemic-shortened season where maybe you would have won championships those years, and then you finally got to the top of the mountain this past season. How do you sort of digest everything that happened?
1: Yeah, it's hard to. I mean, it's been a – like you said, this was so much more than just a, a championship this year. Like This was, uh, you know, kind of uh, – for what our staff and team and organization has done for the last three years that we never really felt like we got a chance to validate. And, you know, there was a lot of emotion that went into that. And, um, you know, so many of our former players from, from the early years when we started here that were around for the run because of the timing that it was, like, it was just so fun to to have them all pop in and be a part of it and just how excited they were for us as a team that that meant so much. And I think for even some of the new players that we had traded for that were, you know, obviously real key parts of our team this year, like even for them to see what it meant for, you know, our extended oil Kings family to be around and how passionate they were. I think it was something that really helped drive them. And, uh, I've never had a, you know, an opportunity to, to win a league championship and for this to be my first one and to be so emotional, it was, uh, it's hard to describe but um so thankful to be able to to share that with uh with such a great group
2: luke pierce joining us tonight at inside sports he is the fifth head coach in oil kings modern franchise history announced today as uh he takes over from brad lauer who's gone on to the winnipeg jets so uh the priorities now for i mean there's yeah, I don't know if I've seen the dates, but there's probably some sort of a development camp late August or early September. Uh, what, what do you, do you yeah. need downtime or what do you get going with here?
1: Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, that's the only, uh, the, the only downside, I guess, of having the success that we had is you get a real short window and, uh, um, but I, I think we're, you know, again, with the group we have and the veteran staff we have and you know, Rogan Dean and Kurt and Michael Chan and, um, you know, Josh and Jimmy and everybody, I think we'll be up to the task. So first priority right now for Kurt and I is just going to be to, you know, start narrowing down some people that we feel, uh, would fit best here with our staff as an assistant coach. And then, uh. Kind of round out that and then um get ramped up and ready to go for yeah right at the end of august there the 30th 31st we'll, we'll start bringing guys in and and get ready to go and uh, um you know start the the next chapter in this journey
2: yeah okay um uh, take me back i mean i know you were on the show before and we would have talked a little bit about this but i mean you you played hockey um you know you played major junior did you have a was there a, a light bulb moment where you decided you wanted to go into coaching was there a, a mentor or a, uh, an influence that that prompted you to go into coaching where did that come from
1: yeah actually i, I didn't play major junior i played junior a in uh in the sorry, sorry junior a my and, mistake yes yeah sorry. no no problem and uh you know what i think just throughout i've always from every coach i had i was always intrigued by it uh i had a conversation with with a coach when I graduated and when I was 20 and expressed interest in staying. And he, he recommended, I go to university and coach and, or sorry, and and get my degree. And if I was still interested in coaching to kind of circle back and um, it's just, you know, the coach I had in university uh, was phenomenal. He was the one who kind of helped push me eventually into the Western hockey league and all the relationships that you make along the way that have, helped kind of get me to this point but um life circumstances there's so many things and that led to this but I think it's always been in my nature I love people I love uh the challenge and and trying to you know whether that's you know solve uh, a system puzzle or just solve uh, a human relation puzzle like there's so many aspects of it that that fit for me and um can't really pinpoint one thing that led to it uh, besides just being really lucky to get a chance uh, in my hometown back in in 2009
0: yeah
2: that's awesome okay well luke I, i know you've probably done a few of these today so thank you for uh adding another interview to the list here by jumping on inside sports i look forward to uh having you and your players on the show in the upcoming season we wish you all the best and congratulations on the job
1: yeah, thanks so much, Reed, and uh, thanks for your continued support and uh, look forward to, to several conversations ahead.
2: Right on. That is Luke Pierce checking in tonight. He is now the head coach of uh, your Edmonton Oil Kings, an assistant since 1819 working with Brad Lauer, so a huge part of uh, their success here and helping them win the WHL title this past season. It is 7.14. We will, uh, oh my goodness, I get to talk to Morley Scott. He is warming up for the Elks this week after the 7.30 news. He's
1: coming up. Alright. <laughs> Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. I mean, obviously, uh pretty shocked, but um, okay, I think like everyone else, it's a, it's a huge deal. Um, you know, anytime there's a couple hundred point guys
2: going uh, flip-flopping spots, it's, uh, it's always going to shake up the hockey world, and some real good players part of that deal. Uh, I mean, obviously, Weger's uh, an awesome D-man, too, and you know, I think uh,
0: Calgary did a good job in a tough spot.
2: All right, that's Connor McDavid reacting to the Matthew Kachuk trade. McDavid speaking today at Zach Hyman's golf tournament in Toronto. And that was a big one that went down Friday night. While this man was calling the Edmonton Elks game, Morley Scott joined me. Morley, I was telling the story earlier in the show. I'm sitting in my seats in Sex and H and I get a text, which I generally I get uh, like, I'm not a very popular guy, so not a lot of the people text me, but I tend to get more texts than usual during the Elks game because fellow uh, Elks fans will, will send me notes. Uh, and this one texted, I just see the note from Brendan Escott, Kachuk for Huberdo in capital letters. And then that was before he even got to uh, the rest of it. So that was, I, I know you weren't distracted by it calling the game, but the timing of that was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, it was, for sure. I know we were talking about it in the commercial break a little bit, and we mentioned, we talked about it a bit on the air as well uh, during the game, but yeah, it, it's a massive trade. It's not often you see two guys of of uh, what's the phrase, that ilk, I guess is the phrase right. I'm looking for. Uh, <laughs> y- you don't see them traded for each other very often. Usually it's, uh, you know, that 100-point guy for a bunch of picks and a bunch of prospects because somebody's trying to uh, download salary, but that wasn't the case for either team this year. I think, you know, well, the Flames, obviously, we know the issues that the Flames had uh, with Kachuk, and I think that I think the Panthers are just looking for just a little, they're a really good team with the, just with a bad mix baby. And, and they just want to put a little spark into their lineup. I think so. It was interesting. I, I can't, I was, can you remember read the last time we had two 100 point guys get traded for each other? Two guys who they're both yeah, yeah, Car- five point getters, weren't they? Or Carson for Gretzky. That's a long time ago. I believe I believe I, be- and, and I, saw I can't that on believe you just Twitter put Jimmy Carson weekend. in the same category as Wayne Gretzky. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah.
2: that's that's the interesting thing. I mean, a little bit different. Carson did get to 100 points,
0: right? So, as Glenn, I, I, uh, yeah, as Glenn Sather used to say, are did, are you a guy who got 100 points, or are you a 100 point guy? I think Carson was a guy who got 100 points, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, he had a, he had 107 points in uh, 87, 88 for Los Angeles. And then got traded for Wayne Gretzky, who in his final year with Edmonton had uh, 149 points, one of his worst seasons <laughs> in the <laughs> National Hockey League. <laughs> oh,
0: and then what, did, what did they get their next year's? That's the question, right? Uh, uh, okay. actually, well, 40 I think he got 49 goals here, He right? got 100 points exactly, right?
2: He okay. got 49 points and 51 assists for exactly okay. 100 points. And Gretzky in his first year with the Kings had 168 points in seventy-eight games. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> it's not I bad. think LA won that trade. Uh LA did pretty good. Well, I think the we the can Warriors look back on it cup. now
0: and and confirm. We can look back on it now. I think enough time has gone by we can confirm that <laughs> we, LA we won can, that trade. F- yes, they say it
2: takes several years. I think after <laughs> God, what are we up to now? Twenty six? No. I don't even know. It's been a long Coming time. Coming up in a couple weeks, the no, it'll be 34. Right? Yeah! Wow! Uh, yeah, what? August eighth, August 9th? Well, I'm having trouble yeah. doing math here. So it'd be thirty. We're at thirty-four years already. Thirty-some years ago is what I would go with. Yeah, you're just around thir- Yeah, thirty-some <laughs> like years ago. To, where were I, you? I, 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 where, where were you? Well, I was uh, in Evansburg. It was summer holidays. It was summer yeah. holidays, and I remember they like the TV state. And okay, and I've told this story before, and people of a certain ilk of a certain age <laughs> will know this that we got two channels CBC and CFRN CBC Edmonton and and you know CTV Edmonton it was called CFRN and they I believe they both just cut into their afternoon programming to carry the press yeah. conference which would be I mean, it wasn't like now where you would have an all sports station that
0: would just, that's where you would, you or would you just get watch it. it on your phone or something, right? Yeah. For yeah sure. Or exactly, or to <laughs> just see someone deal. live. I, to, I was, yeah. uh, I was, I had just, I'd worked, been working back in Edmonton for about a year, and I was back in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, where I had worked for the two previous years, and I was sitting in the office of the, at the time, the coach and uh, general manager of the Prince Albert Raiders, Rick Wilson, and we uh, we were there, I think. Greg Poslosky was there, too. And leading up to it, everyone's going, no, it's not going to happen. No, no, no. And then we all sat there together and uh, watched the news conference uh, live on TSN. So, yeah, it was, it's one of those well, things. you had everybody...
2: TSN. See, you were spoiled. You had cable. Yeah, well, you know, I was in the big city of Prince Albert, right? So, oh well, yeah, Prince Albert, you're getting all the channels for sure. Probably got uh, HBO at that time too in Prince Albert. Okay. It's uh, one of those
0: but one I, of those things that uh, everybody remembers where they were if, if you're old enough to remember it, right? Oh,
2: but I, I anyway, but I believe just to, to circle back, because I, 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 I saw it tweeted on the weekend. I should have made a note of it, but uh, I believe that's the last time in the NHL two players who got a hundred points. In the previous season, like both both of them coming off 100-point yeah.
0: seasons were traded for each other. And the question now, who has the better year next year, do you think? Or this year now? That, that, it is going to be a fascinating trade to watch. Yeah. Yep. They're and, be, I mean, they're Steinberg was on. Each other, yeah. yeah, I mean, Steinberg
2: was on earlier in the show. And, like, so I, I had last week off. So the last time I had a show was the 15th, and Pat came on. And all the Flames fans were doom and gloom. We lost Goudreau. Maybe we'll get to keep Kachuk for a year, but you know <laughs> he might he might leave as well. And now it's like, oh, you get this guy who's like a top five scorer and a defenseman who was half a point per game. Now you know maybe they both leave. You never know, or you're, or if you're not having a good yeah, season yet. They're both you unrestricted them at them, but the end still, of the year, right? They're both under. So that's what makes it even more it adds that level of fascination to it is what are the flames i mean obviously if the flames are doing really really well you keep them and you try to win but what's the what's the line like if they're a bubble team do you keep them or do you say well okay now we're going to get assets for them and, and build from there so it, it is a pretty uh, interesting deal okay uh you the elks are on a buy but you still got a show this week so kudos are you working all week or just tonight
0: no, just tonight. That's pretty much it. I'm I'm. Shy. I haven't done much today. I had a meeting to do today, and I'm doing the show tonight, and I'm sleeping in, and uh, yeah, I'm off the rest of the week. So, okay. Yeah. So what's uh, what's coming up tonight on the heels of that? Uh, well, uh, it's, you know we're, we've kind of hit the one third ish mark in the Canadian Football League, so uh, we're going to spend some time talking with uh, Nate Ajay about uh, the Canadian Football League. We'll we'll dive in on the Elks a little bit. We'll look back to the game on the weekend. We'll hear from uh, Head Coach Chris Jones from our post game show. Uh, uh, very. Uh, very right on. I, I don't know how much you've heard uh, read of, of Chris Jones on our post-game show, but I got to give him credit. I've heard all of them. I li- always listen. He's, yeah, he's been he's been terrific, just explaining things to us. And and you know, it's like you think, oh man, I feel bad for him. But he comes on and he just lays it on the line. This is what we didn't do. This is what we did do. And you know, talks about his team and talks about moving forward. So we'll hear a little bit of that conversation that uh, Dave and I had with him on Friday night. But we'll mostly spend most of the night talking with Nate Agee, who is uh, the uh, former uh, Edmonton receiver, of course. And, also former Toronto Argonaut now working on the Toronto Argonauts radio broadcast working also on the Toronto Raptors radio broadcast as well he's uh, he, he works with them pre-game postgame so uh, he's really delved into the media world he's got a podcast that that he does as well he does the Monday morning quarterback with Trevor Harris every week which has been pretty entertaining to listen to as well so we will uh, we'll catch up with Nate who's one of my uh, all-time favorite guys who have come through Edmonton in Green and gold he of course was our uh, Great Cup uh, reporter for us back in 2018 as well so so yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll spend some time with him and we'll uh, we'll look back at what has been the first third of the season uh, in the Canadian Football League so far. He he's awesome. You know, I'm going to listen
2: to that for sure. And I, I Chris Jones, he I mean, I liked what he said after the game. I, I can't remember the exact words, but he basically said you don't get a trophy for playing yeah. well or not this everybody is gets not a, trophy. Get a trophy for a participating it, league. I
0: think something. Having, having lines, said too. that.
2: And, you know, Jed talked about this me too. I, I I was reluctant to come on the air tonight and tear apart the Elks' performance. I mean, 49-6 to Calgary, maybe that was different. Yep. Um, yep. 24-10 to Winnipeg, uh, and, in and which just... you got an MVP quarterback against. I mean, Cornelius, to me, is still basically a rookie, you know? Yep.
0: Yeah, and he's getting better. But, I mean, they they hung with the team that is by and about far and away the best team in the Canadian Football League right now. They hung with them into the fourth quarter. And it's that one or two mistakes that always seem to bite them. I wonder how that game changes if they don't get the contact in the kicker penalty on the punt.
2: Yeah, or they could have the just kept them off the board in the last nuts, minute right? of the first half. Yeah. You know, you can't give up that score with 38 seconds left or whatever it was. All right. That is Morley Scott. He has the Elks this week coming up. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer tonight. Dave Campbell, who's on holidays, is your producer of Inside Sports. My name's Reed. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 6.